Hi everyone, thank you for finding time and listening to my pilot episode of my new podcast and journey into fraud prevention. The podcast is not going to be about discussing fraud trends or new types of scams. I believe we have many different podcasts where you can hear all about trends from directors of the industry. My focus just have casual talk with my guests, friends, ex-colleagues. The main question is to explore how did they end up in fraud prevention and what keeps them there. I believe fraud prevention is a very unique area and it's not popular career path as other like IT, sales or marketing. Maybe I'm able to motivate someone to join the fraud prevention path in the end. Or if you are trying to figure out where to start your career, it will be your choice. Let me introduce my first guest, Sergey, who is product manager in Booking.com. We used to work together in Booking.com as well. He is an amazing colleague, a remarkable fraud specialist and also a great person. Sergey has grown from fraud analyst to product manager. He learned a lot during his journey and he has something to share with us today. I found his story very interesting and I want to share it with you. Let's begin. Поехали. Hi Serge, how are you doing? Hey Ivan, yeah, all good, thanks. How are you? Super well, and especially weather outside is uh, very enjoyable for July. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you again for your time. You are a brave innovator. So you <laughs> decide to join the like pilot episode of podcast. It's uh, been a lot for me. Um, thank you once again. Sure, my pleasure. <laughs> Actually, I knew you for about five years already, maybe six, um, quite a long time ago. I remember my first day in Booking, uh, you sit next to me and ask it a lot questions, uh, a lot actually basic questions and interrupt you every minute, a second with more and more questions that arrive as waterfall. It was a great time for yeah. me at least. Not sure about you. <laughs> oh, it was good. It was nice. Yeah. But enough memories. I stopped talking and I'm going to ask my first question. The first question is fraud prevention. What is fraud prevention for you? Um, well, I think it's a, yeah, for me, fraud prevention is kind of an exciting uh, industry, an exciting place uh, to work at. Uh, yeah, I guess what makes it different, at least for me, uh, and what makes it exciting for me is uh, it's basically you're, there's always someone on the other side, like against you. So it's, uh, yeah, they trying to trick you, you trying to trick them, or you trying to catch them. Um, so it kind of makes it exciting. Yeah. Sounds really interesting for me. I'm more than agree with you to catch someone. It's uh, something that I hope everyone in fraud prevention industry are in for. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's a lot of the stories when people change sites and uh, decide to go into another side uh, of the table or dark side. Um, but uh, yeah, different story. Yeah. And... What is your journey fraud prevention? How you become a fraud prevention specialist? Yeah, so I think uh, actually from even from what I talked to some of our colleagues, it seems like some of them are quite similar and not very traditional to, uh, let's say, comparing to other industries. So it doesn't work like you, oh, I graduate from the fraud prevention university and I go uh, and do fraud prevention because there's no fraud prevention program in any universities. Um, yeah, so in my case, I actually started in, uh, studied uh, international business, and um, I had a course mate who uh, who was working for uh, uh, an operations center of Western Union in Vilnius, 
which was uh, pretty new uh, back then. And um, yeah, I was like, oh, wow, that's a big name. That's a, it's probably cool to work for, for such a, like a big name for, for a big company. And I asked them, hey, uh, can you refer me? Like, do you have any, any jobs? How did you get uh, like a job there? And um, he said he was working in a, basically a department which needed uh, different languages. And he spoke, uh, like besides English, he spoke, I think, two or three extra languages which they needed. So he said, hey, I can try to refer you. Like, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I don't know. Like, what do you do? And he said, well, I work for, with, with fraud prevention. Uh, do you want to work with fraud prevention? I'm like, yeah, sure. And uh, yeah, he basically referred me. Uh, to be honest, the first time I read the, the job article, I even had to use like Google Translate to like, okay, what, what does this word mean? Because like these fraud, scam, and all, all the other uh, ones that I didn't use in my daily day-to-day basically uh world uh, back then uh but yeah so that's how it started basically the very the very first job was speaking on the phone with people who are sending money to like uh, risky destinations and if you call them and they tell you that they're trying to get an inheritance from a prince in nigeria you're trying to convince them that no nah, that's not the case and that you shouldn't do that because that's a scam yeah you know i always want to be like this prince of nigeria because i know people send it a lot of money on them <laughs> Every time when it's article about like Brits of Nigeria, then never get them. I don't know where's actually money going, but it's quite interesting why everyone's so cautious about sending money for someone like that. Yeah. I know maybe they believe if they send money over to Prince, they're going to be uh, related to royal uh, family and... Uh, get some titles, you know, send 10 pounds or 10 USD to Prince of Nigeria and become, a, I know, a king of uh, something. <laughs> yeah, I think people like, uh, they believe, a, uh, they want to believe in a little miracles that, hey, maybe that's my chance. Maybe that's how I get rich. Most agree with you. And um, how long do you like in the fraud prevention industry? Yeah, so basically since then, that that, uh, that was my entry point into the fraud prevention space. Uh, I was still back at university on my fourth uh, course, or fourth grade. Uh, and up till now, it's it's uh, probably about 10 years now. Yeah, quite a lot of time. Oh my God, time fly. Yeah. <laughs> and how is your current position collaborates what, uh, what you did in the Western Union with your first position? Sorry, how does it relate or? Uh, how it's like, collaborates uh, between two positions like if you compare both positions between like western union and what you do now is it any connection or it's to the different positions yeah i think it's uh so in throughout the 10 years that i uh, worked in this industry it was becoming like yeah from purely uh talking on the phone to to people it was becoming slightly more and more technical so and then i moved to another role that was yeah basically very rarely talking on the phone and mostly doing analysis where i had to learn like sql and other stuff like that and then uh, yeah then slowly i briefly worked at paypal and then booking and then and booking like the, the technicality uh, let's say went up even more like with pyspark and python so I, i'm actually working as a product manager now trying to build the tools that are being used by like either machine learning tools or some tools that are being used by other like people who try to catch uh, fraud uh, so i'd say it's it's a good uh, it's a good connection 
I am happy I had this experience because I know kind of the, the pain points uh, of the people who do it uh, firsthand. So it kind of helps in my day-to-day uh, uh, -day job, I'd say. Sounds exciting. And especially um, right now you're working with machine learning that everyone cautious about, everyone, when they see ML somewhere, yeah. their expectation that you're supposed to know everything. Yeah. I, I believe you, AI. You, you knew it, but... <laughs> you know, some people expectation even higher. Do you have any, let's call them dream industries where you want to work as a fraud prevention specialist? Hmm. To be honest, I don't know if it's, um, yeah, specifically for fraud prevention, but uh, I think this is just my personal uh, kind of dream industry as a, as a gamer. Like I never worked in a gaming industry. Uh, and I do like to play games like on PlayStation uh, or, or on PC. So yeah, I, I think I, I'd be interested to work in uh, gaming fraud prevention at some point. So it's it's opportunity, you know, the team, uh, how the team calling the one of the most popular gaming uh, company right now. It's a Fnatic, if I'm not mistaken, the Swedish company. They're mm. really famous for Counter Strike and uh, Dota. So maybe mm, mm. looking someone to work in with machine learning. <laughs> I don't know. It's up to them. Uh, maybe some of them listen to uh, this podcast and realize, oh, you know, we need to hire surgery. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. And um, for 10 years in industry, I believe you're going to like the next questions. What do you like in fraud prevention or you might dislike it? Yeah, well, I think... Um... I think it's probably what I uh, mentioned uh, earlier or what I like is that there's always someone kind of against you and you put some controls and they're trying to find a way to to basically find a way around it. And you're like, okay, what other hole did we not patch? And then they find that hole and you're like, okay, that's the one. So we're, we're going to patch this as well. So I think it's that. Uh, and I think this is a, the other thing, which is maybe less happening in my current role, but was happening in my previous roles quite a lot is... These kind of when these kind of bigger things happen, like incidents or something like that, where, where they discover that loophole and they like exploit it a lot, uh, it's kind of a like and dislike situation. It's like, yeah, it's a bit stressful, so you dislike it, but it's also kind of exciting, so you kind of like it. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of a difficult uh situation with that one. <laughs> the stress is everything, yeah. I, I believe people from I know in death banking who selling uh, some things for billions uh, is more stressful position rather than fraud prevention. Oh, However, yeah. Yeah, maybe some big companies, uh, I know, facing with the huge troubles if someone working as a head of head, uh, I don't know, in, let's say MasterCard or Visa, I believe they have plenty of stress. Yeah, yeah. It's not the most stressful job in the world, but yeah, happens. And if you're able to change anything in this industry, where you am? I think it's a, yeah, it's a good question. I think the only thing that I see not working so well is like uh, sharing, uh, I guess data sharing. Yeah, like, or Intel sharing between companies because like uh, for fraudsters, you can, yeah, they would, uh, if they find like a loophole in some company or they find a method how they can defraud people or, or yeah, they would, create a manual and they would sell it or they would share it for free or yeah basically information sharing uh, for them is very easy 
and uh, they're acting kind of as a unified uh, front against all the companies and uh, most of the companies because they're yeah they're official businesses and they're regulated they cannot share this information that easy to to basically uh, to be as efficient on that front uh, as as the fraudsters i don't know how to uh, fix it it's it's a difficult problem but hey you didn't ask how would i do it you would ask what did i what would i change so i think i would change that like if it would be you know able to do like a magical thing like we fix this uh, uh, information sharing with companies i would fix that yeah fair enough i mean i did ask too much deep driving <laughs> about how you're going to resolve it and uh, sell it as a startup idea at the end uh, <laughs> no yeah i understand your point i'm facing with the same problem as well doesn't matter where i worked or where i'm working right now if i'm able to share a bit more what i know with companies in the same industry it's going to yeah. be help and prevent a lot however my main down points why i don't think it's going to even work because let's say if someone compromises this channel where we share information that's mean you yeah. not only have access to one company you have access for whole industry yeah very difficult like also that also like all the data privacy concerns also a lot of the companies are competitors, so maybe they wouldn't want to share too much. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of nuances on this uh, topic. What else to add? Yeah, maybe one day someone resolves this problem. I don't think it happened. Maybe it is. Uh, we see a lot of uh, innovation happens uh, worldwide, AI, for example. But uh, maybe someone uh, find an opportunity to fix uh, fraud prevention communication. And, uh, something that everyone can use uh, without uh, downgrades or uh, without kind of afraid that yeah. something happens. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, more serious question for a second. Have you ever committed fraud? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, even thinking, uh, yeah. I had like in the in the youth, I I know uh, kids who who like stole uh, I don't know, like a chocolate from a shop. But I don't think I had uh, any such experience, so cannot uh, cannot share too much on this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I know you you live in a different country right now, so my expectation made you stole some, some chocolates when you was a kid, and that's right now drive you to move to another country. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, not, uh, yeah, I don't really have any exciting stories about uh, this. I'm expecting some big story here, but uh, luckily <laughs> it so happens. Um, and we move forward. So you already mentioned uh, that um, you work it with different kind of tools. You're using phone in, in your first position. After that, you move for more technical things to start using SQL, Python, etc., etc. Uh, but what skills do you believe are useful and which are not uh, in the in career path when you work as fraud prevention? Yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah, that's a very good question because indeed, as we mentioned earlier, there's no really a set uh, like degree or course in this field, so it's very much uh, yeah, it 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 differs like what companies ask, but I think the the absolute must is basically if it's a company that wants to hire like a fraud professional, fraud prevention professional, um, that means they probably have enough uh, sales or orders 
to justify hiring that person. That means they have a lot of data. So like for uh, looking through that data, it's useful to know at least uh, SQL, like or as a minimum, like ideally, like for a great fraud professional, like PySpark or Python or something like that to, to be able to, yeah, basically manipulate uh, that data uh, through those kind of languages. Um, I mean, for, for the very, very basic, like I guess Excel would do, but uh, if it's a company that has a lot of data, you would find uh, lots of uh, issues with uh, just using Excel. Um, and I think for the rest, because it's, uh, yeah, you need to always find uh, how fraudsters are exploiting your system. You, you also need to think of solutions. So I think like curiosity is also very important in fraud prevention, being open-minded, being ready to like, okay, uh, how they did that, let's explore, let's think about it. Uh, yeah, so I think some technical skills like Excel, SQL, even better if uh, Python, uh, curiosity, and yeah, the right mindset. I'd say these are the ones. For me, it sounds like um, new institution for fraud prevention and these three things you need to pass to start your uh, university. <laughs> yeah, I think it's still a very new and changing industry. So maybe at some point we'll have some kind of official degree, but... We hear from you that one of your dream industries is, is gaming. However, let's say you are tired of fraud prevention and you decide to change industry today. Where are you going? Um, yeah, that's a good question. To be honest, um, I think since I moved to, to being a product manager, it kind of slightly broadened my horizons because before as a fraud analyst, I was mostly like, uh, okay, this is, uh, yeah, I do this analysis and this is uh, what I like. I explored uh, opportunities of moving somewhere else as an analyst but i just found that those industries like where you have to count clicks are not just interesting uh, at all but as a product manager i think there's maybe more uh, opportunities of changing to something that is more interesting for me mm, yeah i would be in interested in i don't know building some back-end infrastructure stuff that is complex where you need to understand lots of things uh, make sure that people uh, yeah talk the same language and understand what they mean i think i like this uh, kind of complexity i mean i still like fraud prevention industry i'm not looking to change but if i would have to it would probably be some building some cool complex back-end stuff uh, for like an online product sounds super exciting for me it's a if any day you decide to change it and start to do something, please invite me. I'm uh, really honored to join you. It's <laughs> going to be amazing. <laughs> sure. And do you believe it's going to be uh, like fraud industry in 10 years from now? That is a good question. I think, yeah, like we see like more and more regulations are adding stuff like PSD2 and those kind of things that are like designed to to solve fraud prevention, at least partially. But I don't think it's it's really solving it because, yeah, fraudsters are finding new and new ways. So I think maybe fraud prevention will be, or sorry, not fraud prevention, but fraud maybe will just migrate from one area to another. But I think it will still be uh, like a case uh like a problem in 10 years i don't know whether it's still going to be uh, a big problem for payment fraud or for other kinds of fraud but it's definitely going to be there uh, somewhere i hope so otherwise we don't have any incomes <laughs> yeah very true 
maybe it's going to be code differently, but I agree with you 10 years from now. I mean, if you like 100 years from now, it's going to be something that's uh, close to fraud industry. It might yeah. go differently, or maybe some merge happens because we have a lot of collaboration with, uh, I don't know, cybersecurity, uh, for example. Um, yeah, could be. Maybe it's going to cause something, I don't know, a combination of two words for the cyber, cyber fraud or fraud cyber. Yeah. And we already see sometimes, like for like uh, account takeovers, they're using like a kind of cyber e techniques to to actually do to defraud the people later. So yeah, could be could be the case that it will have an even closer relationship in the future. I hope so. It's uh, gonna help everyone, not uh, only cyber but also fraud guys uh, yeah. who work on the same on the same table. Sometimes uh, so shy to ask uh, questions. And uh, actually, I have. One last last question. Um, what do you recommend fraud prevention as career path for someone who is looking to change their career or looking for a first job? Maybe you can uh, give some bits of advice to these people. Um, yeah, I think if you're really, uh, if, uh, well, I guess what we discussed earlier uh, excites you uh, and is interesting for you, I think I definitely recommend it. I think there's, because it's still new and still growing and changing there's lots of opportunities and uh there's no such thing as like okay i'm i'm too late or something like that and i actually also seen like even within uh like our teams like uh, when we worked together there were people coming from non-fraud background but who were like jumping on it and learning very fast and being very successful at it so i think there's still lots of opportunities and yeah i i would definitely recommend this uh field if someone is exploring Sounds more than exciting for me. I hope if someone right now listening to this pilot episode and uh, consider fraud prevention as a path, please listen once again what the surgery just said. I believe I'm 100% agree with him that is it something exciting and uh, it is really dynamic area. And if you look in yeah. something that's always changed, I believe that's uh, one of the best options on the market. Actually, I don't have any other questions, and uh, I would say thank you, Serge. It was a pleasure to speak with you. I thank really you. enjoy conversation with you. Likewise, it was great. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you for your time, and we are stop here. And I call these lovely words that I wanna say it since I was a kid. I say cut. Thank you once again for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and waiting for our next episode. I would be honored if you could share the podcast with your friends or colleagues. See you next episode. Пока-пока.